Daryl Ryder brought to us by Shivan Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, I, I thought it was it, it's it was kind of it hit me this week. Here comes the sun, my foot. <laughs> it hit me. Don't make me talk about where the sun isn't shining. Okay, <laughs> might be a little early for yeah, that. Yeah, we'll say we'll, Yeah, we're not in we're not in safe harbor hours just yet, Daryl. We might have to, we'll call you back at ten o'clock and get that. that oh, I know you won't because I'm not answering. As soon as we're done with this conversation, phone's getting turned off for the night. It hit me, Daryl, that this is like the perfect combination for the always game day in Cleveland podcast with them being in Philly. It's 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 literally like what the idea was birthed out of was the the whole the the show always sunny in Philadelphia and now we do the podcast always game day in Cleveland. So um thought you probably had some good uh some good conversations there just in general playing on that sort of uh fun little thing. Well I yeah I I don't know. I mean they they gave our podcast name to like eight other podcasts so the whole <laughs> it, you know it's always sunny in Philadelphia bit just got you know smashed of smithereens. You know, I have talked we, to Andy we, about that. We we thought we had something cool and unique just for us and no we're just gonna hand it out to all the other podcasts too you know. I remember Ken and I talked to Andy about great that. Marketing, great marketing. Great marketing let I me know, tell you I know the two guys who do the version of it in Buffalo and I was like is this just like uh are we just like sharing this with everybody and he was like yeah you know they asked they were looking for an idea and we gave it to him and I was like so now everybody just jumped on board but you're right it felt like it was ours and now apparently it's everybody so there you go what is mine is not supposed to be everybody else's it's supposed to be mine <laughs> I'm selfish that way he's Darren Ryder Browns beat reporter joining us here tonight on the show brought to you again by Shivan Jewelers Cleveland's premier jewelry store by the way is it wrong that I'm cleaning out transcripts from Pat Shermer out of my email today. Oh man, you got emails that far <laughs> back, huh? Yeah. I had so what happened was is my Did you run out of memory? I I did and so what happened is um I have over 13,000 emails. Wow. Yeah, I so I ran out of space and so I frantically today was kind of going through and trying to free up some room. So I uh, got to relive such wonderful moments as Pat Shermer. Uh, I was going to say, like, what's the best? What's the best quote you've rehashed so far? None, as you're going through because uh, I'm just I'm just hitting delete <laughs> on uh, Brandon Whedon getting stuck under a flag. Uh, Mike Holmgren and his umbrella drink. Um, <laughs> These are some yeah. great memories. Throwbacks. Oh, uh, good good times to be had by nobody. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. That that's that's got to be a walk down memory lane. Just going back and rehashing. No, all those. I I need counseling. I've been traumatized. Having to relive all this now. Well, I don't know if we can provide that for you tonight, Daryl, but you might be able to provide some for me because I feel like for the most part, the reports out of camp have been rave reviews for Deshaun Watson, but we had Zach Jackson on today on the morning show and he sort of seemed to doubt, throw some water on, on the fire a little bit here in regards to Deshaun and mentioned that he just isn't seeing the consistency from Deshaun in the pocket and that the offense isn't really taking a lot of downfield shots and they're lacking consistency overall and putting together some longer drives. So, Darrell, you've been out there for almost everything at this point with revolving around training camp and seen it with your own eyes. So where's the truth about this offense in your opinion? I think it's somewhere in the middle. I mean, look, they, they certainly haven't been productive in the red zone on a consistent basis in 11 on 11. Seven on seven, it's back and forth. But 11 on 11... They seem to have uh, struck. I can't speak to you know what happened this week in Philadelphia, but just what I've seen, uh, not, not all the not all that great uh, during team drills uh, in the red zone. And that's quite frankly, that's the most important part of the field because that's where the the points are, you know, scored scored. So uh, if they're not doing that, uh, that you know that is uh, certainly uh, you know problematic. But 
Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I kind of agree with Zach in the sense that, yeah, it, it hasn't been consistent, but look, I mean, it's training camp. Things are not going to be consistent at, at this point. And, you know, there is a shot that things are being worked on and, you know, whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see more consistency, but I'm not going to get uh, all bent out of shape over uh, training camp practices right now. Um, you know, if we get into uh, the first quarter of the season there and they're not real uh, productive, well, then I guess we're going to have our answer as far as, uh, you know, where things stand. Well, speaking of getting into the first quarter of the season and Deshaun, is the, do you have concerns still that there might be more rust to shake off? Because I think the point of this offseason and all the programs and training camp and the joint prices, the point was supposed to be to get as much of that off as possible. But based on what Zach Jackson's talking about today, it makes me kind of wonder if we're going to get to the regular season and there is still going to be some of that for him to kind of just shake off and get back to the guy he was before. Well, you hope not, but... I, we don't know. It's an unknown quantity. Yeah. It just, it is what it is. I I'd love to be tell, able to sit here and tell everyone Deshaun Watson's just going to set the world of fire. He's going to throw for 4,000 yards. The Browns are going to win like 15 games and you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like um, there are times in practice where he looks just absolutely brilliant. And there are times in practice where the, the defense looks like they're pretty competent on that side of the ball. And I think that's the other part of this to understand too, is that, uh, this defense for the Browns is pretty good. So yeah. uh, I don't know that I want to get all uh, up in arms over um, y- y- you know, them not being as productive uh, offensively because well, they're going against some pretty good players on that side of the ball. And is, is, uh, uh, Kevin Stefanski likes to say, you know, uh, any win offensively or defensively is a win for the Cleveland Browns at, at this point in, in where they're at. So um yeah, I mean, I, I am curious what uh, rust, if any, will Deshaun have uh, here uh, going into this season? Uh, certainly can't afford to have any. They need him to come out firing on all cylinders. But, yeah, I just I, – I don't know. Um, I, I know what I hope to see. Yeah. But, unfortunately, I, I can't wish that into existence for Browns fans. So based on this entire conversation, would you say you feel more confident in the offense or the defense at this point as we get ready an inch closer to the regular season? Which is funny to ask when you think about it because just how abysmal the defense was last year, the fact that they've been revamped. But I I think it's a valid question because there's been rave reviews about that side of the ball, and it's been pretty consistent. Yeah, defense looks good. I mean, look, I really, really, really like uh, what they've done up front. Um, I, I think that that has the opportunity to be one of the more dynamic mm. and explosive playmaking fronts in the game. Uh, now, granted, they, they got to go out and do it. Uh, and I, under, I certainly understand and respect that. But I like what I see on, on that side of the ball. I, I said from the get-go when they hired him that um, uh, Jim Schwartz would be the most important acquisition of the offseason for the Browns. Uh, I still feel that way, um, and it certainly helps that they basically, for all intents and purposes, rebuilt that defensive line. The fact that you brought in Shelby Harris when you did now you can uh, you know you can kick Jordan back out into a reserve role instead of having him uh, be a starter. Uh, because look, I, I mean. You know, last year when they went with the two young kids uh, in the middle of that defensive line, it you know it, 
it was a hot knife through butter, teams running against them. So um, it was nice that Andrew Barry understood the the uh, the flaw there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And he, he addressed it this offseason. But, yeah, I just I, – I, I still have a good feeling about this offense. But, I mean, if you're making me pick, which is what you are, I, <laughs> I got to go defense because, well, I've seen more from that side of the ball on a consistent basis. Talk with our bronze beat reporter, Dale Ryder, brought to you again by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. We have a unique situation this year with roster cutdown day because they obviously got rid of the going from, you know, 90 to 75 and then 75 to 53. It's just all one, at mm-hmm. once. So what do you envision that day looks like for the Browns in terms of, I'm assuming they're probably going to do what a lot of the teams are going to do and find guys that they're looking for to, to add depth or whatever. Like, what are some of the position groups you think they could be looking to, to add um, at when that day comes? They're just going to be trying to sneak their guys through the waiver wire to get them on the practice squad. That's what they're going to be doing. That is fair. <laughs> I, you know, that's, that's, why all, that's why all these teams wanted to go to this, right? Because you're talking about over 1,000 names are going to hit that waiver wire on the 29th at 4 p.m., that's a lot of names for 31 other teams to have to comb through, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, as far as supplementing what they have, I mean, I don't know, maybe another defensive tackle, maybe another linebacker. Um, I think they're pretty well set in the secondary. I think they're pretty well set at receiver. I think they're pretty well set offensive line. I, I, I think for all intents and purposes, barring changes in you know stuff, um, I, I kind of feel like they're in relatively, uh, you know, pretty good roster shape and, and whatever searching that Andrew Barry is going to be doing at the waiver deadline is going to basically be uh, a byproduct of reacting to, um, you know, whatever might transpire between now and the 29th. Daryl, we know where the fan base is at in regards to Kate York, but I continue to wonder what it's going to take for the organization to get to maybe a similar place. Because, look, they can put on Twitter all they want that he was 6-for-6 six six at practice yesterday and all that, but... He's perfect in practice. Yeah. Don't want to hear it. Yeah. He hasn't but, missed a kick in practice. But he's not hitting him in the games. And like, what, what happens if he goes out and misses two more tomorrow? Like, do we finally get a sense of this organization reconsidering, or is it just going to be more of the same? Like, what, what is it going to take for them to finally think, okay, maybe we have to look at other options. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I really one of the world's I, I, greatest I, mysteries. We just I, don't well, do that. Here's the thing: they're not going to, um, they're not going to uh, do anything now. Yeah. This is Cade York's show for the remainder of the camp and and preseason, right? The proof in the pudding is going to come on the 29th. And actually, no, I'm sorry, the 30th. Okay, when they see what kickers are available mm. and if there's an opportunity to upgrade. So I don't know. I, I continuing to miss kicks, I think is the best answer. And I know that's you know not exactly revelatory there, but that, that's what it is. If he keeps missing kicks, then yeah, they're, they're going to have no choice but to uh, you know make a change. So um, I I believe that they should investigate. Uh, another kicker, um, but you know, yeah, we'll we'll see if they ultimately do it. But yeah, I just kind of feel like they uh, it would it would behoove them to uh, bring in some kicking competition because uh, my my thing now is 
if you could have two punters on the roster, why can't you have two kickers? What, 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 what's the big deal about having a second kicker? But the flip side of the argument is, again, want this, want this kid to get all the reps. Want him to get as many kicks as possible in practice, as well as all the kicks in the preseason games, so that you get a full body of work to really evaluate. So I understand where the organization's coming from right now, and I know that's not an answer that fans like, but that, that's just the, the reality of where they're at. He's Daryl Ryder, our Browns beat reporter. You can follow him on Twitter at I always I always write a wrong write fan. a wrong I'll fan. Do it for That's you. right. Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have wrote it down tonight and I didn't. Anyway, Daryl Ryder, appreciate him. He joins us for courtesy of Shiman Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, let me know. Uh, give us a call back when you get to the Hugh Jackson transcripts. All right. Yeah, I uh, I I've made it up to the Browns <laughs> ownership change. Um. Uh, and uh, lots of Joe Banner. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Lots Joe of Banner. Joe Banner transcripts. Oh man! Well, I, I can't wait to hear more about the uh, the journey you're on. And I think I'm like email, three. So. I think I'm three PR staffs <laughs> in the past right now too. Oh man! <laughs> and about good. seven head coaches. <laughs> good stuff, Daryl. Always appreciate you, man. Have a good rest of your night. You bet, bud. He's Daryl Ryder, Browns beat reporter again. You can check out all his work at 92thefan.com. He'll, of course, be covering the game tomorrow night, preseason game number three for the Browns as we inch closer and closer to the regular season.